Hello, welcome to Kid Inspiring. Kid Inspiring is an organization with a sole aim to raise children as God. Our founding scripture is Daniel 1.17. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. Our vision is to raise children as God, children in whom is the spirit of the only living God. Our mission would help raise children who would walk with the Holy Spirit, do the works of Christ, and execute the will of the Father as God on earth. So if you think your child is one to benefit from this, we take them from age six, seven, and you are ready to apply the pressure. Please feel free to join us on Instagram at Kit Inspiring TV, at Kit Inspiring, or on Facebook at Kit Inspiring Global. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for bringing us here to this meeting today. It was going to be a very good meeting, Jesus. Thank you for the good night's sleep. All of we all slept very well and we woke up safely, Jesus. Safely in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, as we do this meeting, we do it in your heart. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Mr. Brown. Thank you so much, Rosa. I appreciate it. Thank you for taking open prayer. So grateful to God to, for the benefit of having you joining along with all of the other parents that are joining in today. My name is Tony Nathaniel. Um, I serve at Kids Inspiring with one of the coaches. And with me today are two other coaches, Coach Abekomi and Coach Olubumi. So you would hear from them during this uh, presentation. Now, um, for some of our parents that are still joining us, I think it's important to just stress again what we intend to achieve. Psalm 82, verse 6. Psalm 82, verse 6. It says, Ye are God. Ye are God. And all of you are children of the most high. Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the most high. Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the most high. For us, as kids inspiring, we literally take that statement as it is. You are gods. So we're not ashamed to tell every child that God brings away to say you are a God. You are a God. And we ensure that when they introduce themselves, they say, my name is God this. So for Mr. Brian that spoke this morning, I would actually naturally God Brian. That's what I would to refer him as naturally. God Brian. Why is that? Mr. Brian is born to the family of Mr. and Mrs. Undukwe. 
So when he's introducing himself, he says, my name is Brian Undukwe Michael Kanu. You don't tell him, oh no, you're not Undukwe Michael Kanu. He will tell you, the person that gave birth to me is my father and my mom. So I am Brian Mike Undukwe. Now, the greatest birth in the world was the birth, or is the birth of salvation. It says, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation, in brackets, a God. If any child is in Christ, he is a new creation, in brackets, a God. If any child is in Christ, he is a new creation, in brackets, a God. So that is the reason we call them gods, because the scripture says, ye are gods. So parents, don't ever feel it blasphemy to call them gods. You know, because the Bible says, calling those things that be not as though they were. And if you were here last week, I spoke to us about Daniel. I am so enthralled about Daniel. And you know, Daniel was actually called a god. I will show you this. It says Daniel chapter 5, verse 12, in as much, for as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding and interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in this same Daniel. Were found in this same Daniel. Were found in this same Daniel. Now, that was what Daniel was referred to. But if you now look at it from Daniel chapter 5, verse 11, just a verse before that, he said, There is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods. Now look at this. It was said by people that did not know God. So they referred to the level of operational, the dimensional, um, abilities of Daniel as the wisdom of the only God. He said, he said he had the spirit of God, of the holy God, and the wisdom of the gods. The spirit and the wisdom. 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 For God had called us gods. So you see, if you really understand this, every young child on earth that knows God is equivalent to any other god named on earth. I mean, from a traditional perspective, you hear of Sango, you hear of Amadioha, you hear of all of those gods that they are so-called. Every one child is greater than that. Is greater than that. So please, what gives them that ability, that wisdom, is the spirit of God in them. The spirit of God, the wisdom of God. The spirit of God and the wisdom of God. That's why we are not ashamed to call them gods. That's why we're not. And you see, every time you are calling them gods, you are speaking the spirit of God on them. When you are calling them gods, you are speaking the wisdom of God on them. I've had testimonies, I mean, breathtaking testimonies over this past week of how young children come in. And then one of our parents shared with me yesterday that the son would rather not wake up like he used to. But since he assumed this responsibility as a God, he will be the one waking up and taking such dimensions of responsibility and then you begin to say, is this my son? So please, that's the reason why we call them gods. Because they have the spirit and the wisdom of God. And when you see them not behaving as gods, you just look at them and say, remember you're a God. That thing works like, <laughs> it works like fire. Remember you are a God. Remember, you are a God. Remember, you are a God. And for, the, for them, we have what we call the God anthem. The God anthem. I could drop it on the platform afterwards. It's a very simple thing. It says, God gives me knowledge and skills in all learning and wisdom. God gives me knowledge and skills in all learning and wisdom. I have light, understanding, and an excellent spirit. I have light, understanding, and an excellent spirit. My spirit man shows hard sentences, dissolves doubt, and interprets the unseen. My spirit man shows hard sentences, dissolves doubt, and interprets the unseen. 
my name is God. You put your name. My name is God, Brian. My name is God, Brian. And I have the spirit and the wisdom of the only God. My name is God, Brian. My name is God, David. My name is God, Jessica. And I have the spirit and the wisdom of the only God. I'll take it again as one full verse. God gives me knowledge and skills in all learning and wisdom. I have light, understanding, and an excellent spirit. My spirit man shows at sentences, dissolves doubts, and interprets the unseen. My name is God Brian, and I have the spirit and the wisdom of only God. God gives me knowledge and skills in all learning and wisdom. I have light, understanding, and an excellent spirit. My spirit man shows hard sentences, dissolves doubts, and interprets the unseen. My name is God Brian, and I have the spirit and the wisdom of the only God. So they are supposed to know that, and we ask them to say it every morning, every evening, repeatedly until it becomes a part of them. So that's the clarification behind calling them gods. That's the clarification behind calling them gods. We are not ashamed to call them gods because Jesus Christ is the God of all the earth. So he's the one they represent on earth. They are executing his will, his ways, and his works on earth. In exactly five minutes, I'm going to pass it on to my other colleague, Coach Adekomi. Last week and the week before, he spoke to us variously about dimensions of teaching young children concepts, precepts in God's word. And I want to point to something. He mentioned something last week, which was a research at uh, done. And it's about Psalm 119. If you go to Psalm 119, Psalm 119 is divided into eight sections of 20, 22 sections of eight verses apiece. Now, one thing I discovered about Psalm 119 is this very, very simple, but you had to go and research on it to see it. Every verse in Psalm 119 has one of the various, I think he called it wisdom last week, various dimensions of. God's wisdom, if you, are, if you call it. So you have things like uh, laws, precepts, statutes, commandments, testimonies, judgments. I counted them and I discovered there are 199 of them in a 176 verse Psalm 119. 199. Oh, how love I thy love. It is my meditation day and night. That through thy commandments has made me wiser than my enemies. I have more understanding than all my teachers because thy testimonies are my meditations, testimonies. I understand more than the ancient because I have kept thy precepts, thy precepts. Thy testimonies also are my delights, thy testimonies. My soul cleaveth unto the dust, quicken thou me according to thy word. So that's the reason why we encourage that the first point of call for our children is Samuel 1 9 because in that 176 verse scripture, they will have said the word of God, the law, thy judgment, thy precept, thy commandment, thy law. Variations of those things 199 times. What happens for them, which is what happens to me, is at this stage of our life where the world is going berserk, the precepts, the laws, the judgments, the, the commandment, the testimonies of the Lord keeps us, keeps them, keeps us, keeps them. That's the reason why we ask that they start with Psalm 119. And you know, the moment they're able to get a hang of it, the word of God becomes to them a daily delight. A daily delight. A daily delight. So that's the reason why we enforce it initially. If I'm going to have them coming to kids inspiring, that they start with Psalm 119. Yeah, quite difficult, but not impossible. And the moment that gets into them, then naturally they just begin to flow in that dimension of loving God's word, loving his precepts, loving his commandments, loving his testimonies, loving his judgments. You know what he also said about Psalm 19, I don't know, for some of us that were there, very apt. He says, the law of the Lord, perfect, converting the soul. That's the first one, the law. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the same second one. The status of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart of the the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the heart. For the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. Faithful 
the judgment of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. So in that verse six, I mean verse seven, eight, and nine, you have about five of those seven things which are just variations of the wisdom of God being spoken. So please, parents, we will never, ever, ever give up on raising them as gods. Being gods means they have the word of God deeply in, in, in them. Deeply. It just is a speaking force. It just speaks. It just speaks. Please, we're about to start the session for the day that will be taken by my colleague, Coach Adekomi. It's going to take the next uh, 40 minutes just teaching us about uh, some of the dimensions of wisdom God has enabled in. I would ask that if you have questions, you please keep it to the end of the program. So we'll have a 15, a 10 minutes, a 5 minutes, 10 minutes opportunity to um, get to answer those questions. And then if there are questions we can't answer, please just go back to the WhatsApp group, drop the questions, and then it will take our time to answer them. But I also uh, ask you do something for me now. Uh, in exactly 10 minutes, this recording will be over. So I would ask in exactly 10 minutes that you please all step out and step in again because we have a 14 minutes time frame on Zoom in exactly 10 minutes so that by 9.25. So by 9.25, I will please interrupt him well, a minute before that and ask that we all step out and come in again, just the way you came in because we have a 14 minutes time limit and we've done 10 minutes. All right, coach, are they coming? Good morning, sir. The floor is up for you. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, sir. Yes. I can see you, Mr. Kalu. I can see you, Mr. Akwan. God bless you. I can see you, Adeniro Oyesomi. God bless you all. Now, we're going to have an explosive session. Come on. We're going to have an explosive session. I can assure you of that. But I want us to learn today, or I want us to learn how reading can become enjoyable how your children can enjoy reading they can begin to enjoy reading uh, i'm going to share my testimony with you uh, um right now i enjoy reading i love reading so much i read up to 500 books every year up to 500 books every year but guess what uh, at the beginning it was not like that at all it was not like that i didn't enjoy reading so i want to show us how our children can begin to enjoy reading uh, and how they can become very very good and proficient in reading assimilation and all that mm -hmm. so we're going to start off like this uh, um there's a particular reading habit very bad habit it's called fixation it's called fixation it means that a child is looking at his book but his mind is somewhere else and so he's looking at his book but he's not reading so your, your child can be in a library for two hours and he's just looking at the book from you know but he's not reading so in two hours he's not really reading it's a bad reading habit called fixation so this morning we're going to destroy fixation at the end of this session our children will never suffer from fixation again fixation ends as this meeting ends it ends uh, so how do we stay away from fixation how do we stay away from fixation very simple. Uh, the Lord taught me this secret many years ago, uh, and, I'll, and I'll give it to you right, right on time now. Uh, it's called, this secret that the Lord taught me on how to read and understand is called write as you read, recall as you read, and recite as you read. Now, I'm going to take it one more time. I'm going to take it one more time. Children, I need you to listen to me. I need you to listen to me. I need you to be attentive to this. And we're going to enjoy this session. It's going to be a life-changing session. Do you understand? So let's go. Let's make it happen now. Let's go. Write as you read. Recall as you read. And recite as you read. I'm going to take it one more time for the last time. Write as you read. Recall as you read. And recite as you read. Now, this destroys what I call fixation. Uh, it destroys what I call fixation. Now, let's go on. Let's start from the first one. Eh? Write as you read. Now, when you write as you read, you are engaging your body. When you write as you read, you are engaging your body, your body. When you recall as you read, you are engaging your soul, your soul, your soul, your soul. 
when you recite as you read, you are engaging your spirit. I'll take it one more time. One more time. When you write as you read, you are engaging your body. You are engaging your body. When you recall as you read, you are engaging your soul. When you recite as you read, you are engaging your spirit. So when you apply this method, this was the method the Holy Spirit taught me. The Holy Spirit taught me this method. I, so when you engage this method, you are, you, are, you, are, you are engaging your body, soul, and spirit. You are engaging your body, soul, and your what? Your spirit. Now, so I'm going deeper now. So let's start from the first one, right as you read. So you are reading, uh, but you are making sure that you engage your body. So whenever, as you are reading, uh, you are writing down the key points or the key words. You write down the key points or the key words in what you are writing. Let's say you are studying biology or physics or, or government. Any of those are your subjects that you do in class. Uh, you are writing the key points as you are reading so that you don't lose attention easily. You don't lose concentration easily. I'm going to teach you how to read 250 words per minute, children. I'm going to teach you how to read 250 words per minute. Uh, now, I learned this secret from the Guinness Book of World Records fastest reader. His name is Howard Berg. Howard Berg. Uh, he's the Guinness Book of World Records fastest reader in the world. And I learned some secrets from him. So I'm going to teach you that. How to read 250 words per minute. But before that, let's look at this. Writing as you read. I'm not saying that you have to write everything you are reading as you are reading. But from time to time, make sure you're always writing. You are engaging your body as you're writing. So it's difficult for you to lose attention easily. Uh, now, the next thing is this. The next thing is this. When you are reading, uh, after a while, recall as you read. What do I mean? Let's say you are reading about photosynthesis. Phot photosynthesis. Uh, just an example. And you have read two paragraphs. You have read what? How many paragraphs? Just two paragraphs. Uh, very good. Close your book. Close your book. Take a fresh sheet of paper and try to recall what you have read. Try to recall what you have read. You may not be perfect. You may not be perfect in everything. You may not be perfect in everything. But I bet you, as you recall, eh, you are not losing concentration. And you are strengthening what we call retentive memory. You are strengthening your ability to recall. You are strengthening your ability to recall. Eh? So take a fresh sheet and write as you read for 10 minutes. Recall for 10 minutes and try to recite for 10 minutes. Yeah. I'll take it one more time. As you are reading, you can say, okay. And you have recited. But I'll come to that other part later. Now, we are talking about recalling. So trying to recall what you have read. Trying to recall the things that you have read. Uh, um, let me give you an example. I want to give you an example of how I read, I write as I read, and then I try to recall everything that I have read. Let's use the virtuous woman, for example. Uh, the virtuous woman. When I wanted to read about the virtuous woman, I was writing as I was reading. So the Bible says concerning the virtuous woman that um, she seeketh wool and flax, she walketh willingly with her hands. She's like the merchant sheep. She brings her food from afar. Uh, she considers a field and buys it, and with the fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. Um, she gathers her loins with strength. She strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good. Her candle does not go out by night. How can I remember it like this? Because I was writing down the key points as I was reading. Then after a while, I closed the book, and I tried to remember what were some of the things that I wrote down. Then I was making mistakes, but it, just, it didn't matter to me. Every time I made a mistake, I went back again to see where I made a mistake. Where did I make a mistake? Eh? Then as I continued, you see, repetition is genius. Parents and children, repetition is genius. The reason why Michael Jordan is a genius in basketball was that he repeated free throws every time. He would do 1,500 free throws. 
Eh? You do 2,000 free throws. Repetition is genius. Repetition is genius. Everybody can be a genius if you understand that repetition is genius. So when you recall as you read, you make a mistake, you continue, don't worry. You go back, write a little, write again as you read, and then you recall again. And then I want to go to the third part. The third part is recall, uh, reciting as you read. Reciting as you read, you engage your spirit. You engage your spirit. What do I mean by this? Yeah? You should read until you, you can teach yourself. You can, you can school yourself on it. If somebody wakes me up and says, call me, preach a message on any topic in the Bible, I can do it because I have trained myself to recite as I'm reading. So I'm, I'm, I'm acting like I don't have to even recite vocally like anybody can hear me. I do as if until you can teach somebody a thing, you don't understand it. Until you can teach somebody a thing, you don't understand it. Until you can teach somebody a thing, you don't understand it. So I sometimes when I'm, when, when I'm, when I'm brushing my teeth, I'm, 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 or when I'm taking a walk, I'm, I'm in my mind, I'm gesticulating as if I'm teaching on what I've read. Uh, so you can recite, you can even practically act it out as if you are trying to teach somebody what you have read and say it, say it without looking at anything, say it offhand. Uh, so by engaging in that, you have done what? You have written as you were reading, you have recalled as you were reading, you have recited as you were reading. If you do this, you will engage your body, soul and spirit and you find out that you are not losing concentration easily. You are not a victim of fixation. You are not losing your attention easily. That's one good secret as regards how to read effectively. Now, the second thing I want to talk about is this, chunking as you read. Some people try to read for two hours at a stretch. And then after 20 minutes, they are tired. And it's not very wise. You can chunk as you read. So you can read for 20 minutes, then try to recall for another 20 minutes, recite for another 20 minutes, and then go back again and start the process again. That way, it's easier. Have you noticed that when we are doing a night vigil, some people try to pray for four hours at a stretch. That after two, uh, 20 minutes, they get tired. But when you do prayer, night vigil, you do 20 minutes of prayer, 20 minutes of praise and worship. Do 20 minutes of um, um, prayer again, 20 minutes of praise and worship. Do uh, 20 minutes of Bible study. Go again and do another 20 minutes of prayer, 20 minutes of praise and worship, uh, 20 minutes of prayer, 20 minutes of praise and worship. It's easier to flow like that. So if, you're, if your child is having any problem with reading and enjoying reading, Tell your child to maybe consider embracing chunking, chunking. That is, you read in chunks, you read in chunks. You read in chunks. Uh, then you can also read and then sometimes take a five minutes break. Take five minutes and just walk around or play around and come back. It doesn't make everything appear boring again. Take five minutes and come back. You can even take five minutes and play a game that you like. Relax your brain, relax your brain and then come back. Relax your brain and then come back. Relax your brain and then what? Come back. So chunking as you read. Now, I want to talk about pacing. Pacing. Pacing as you read. Now, this is how you can read 250 words in a minute. This is, this is how you can read 250 words in a minute. Now, I want you to look at me very well, everybody. I want you to look at me because I'm going to show you something now. Uh, Everybody, I hope you can watch me. Uh, I'm on video now. Pacing as you read means that you take a pacer. A pacer could be a biro, a pencil, or your fingers. Eh? And as you are reading, you are pacing like this. You are going from one line to another. You are going from one line to another. You are going from one line to another. If you pace as you read, eh? uh, the fact that you are using a biro or a pencil or your fingers to go through that will get you more involved in what you are reading. Will get you more involved in what you are reading. Eh? And with that, you can read up to 250 words in a minute. That means in 10 minutes, you can read even 10 times more. Uh, but as you are pacing, it prevents you from losing your focus and attention or your mind gets carried away. You are not thinking of football or you are thinking of um, one, one, one girl or you are thinking of one party or you are thinking of something else and something else. You understand? So pacing as you read is very good. Pacing as you read is very good. Mm -hmm. I want us to go to... The, I want us. I want to refer you to Nehemiah chapter eight and verse eight. Nehemiah chapter eight and verse eight. Parents, it says, and they read in the book of the law of God distinctly. Distinctly, the way you read determines the way you understand. The way you read determines the way you understand. The way you read determines the way you understand. So, use a pacer when you are reading. Use a pacer 
when you are reading. Use a pacer when you are reading. Use a pacer when you are reading. That's if your child doesn't have problems with fixation, your child doesn't have to bother with, may not have to bother with all this. But if your child is a child that is struggling with reading, does not enjoy reading, then he may need to start bringing in some of these things. Bringing in some of these things. Huh? So that's it. Then I'm going to talk also about coding codes using codes as you read using code using codes as you read will help you to understand and and get what you're reading better using codes as you read what do i mean i wanted to know all the 12 names of the sons of jacob all the 12 names of the sons of jacob i use a code eh? the 12 names are number one you have reuben you have simeon two number three you have levi number four you have um, um judah eh? Number five, you have Zebulon. Number six, you have Issachar. Number seven, you have Dan. Then number eight, you have Gad. Number nine, you have Asher. Number 10, you have Naphtali. Number 11, you have um, Joseph. And number 12, you have Benjamin. How was I able to remember the 12 names of the sons of Israel or sons of Jacob? Simple. I used the code. And that's why I can tell you now off offhand easily. I can talk about Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah. I can talk about Zebulon, Issachar, eh? um, Dan, Gad, Asher, Naphtali. Eh? And I can talk about um, uh, Joseph and Benjamin because I use the code. I use the code. So I use the code called Zidgan. Zidgan. Eh? But before Zidgan, you have four people. You have Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah. So that one, I, I, I remember that one by myself with a code called RSLJ. But now Zidgan, Zidgan eh, is a code for Zebulon, Issachar, Dan, Gad, Asher, and Naphtali. Zidgan. And then, of course, it's, easier to it's very easy to remember Joseph and Benjamin. Joseph and Benjamin. Joseph and Benjamin. So that's how I remember codes, in, I mean, things in the Bible that have a lot of names. So I can remember 20 names in the Bible offhand by using codes. Yeah? So if you, are, if you want to remember easily, you want to remember easily, remember the names of all the disciples of Jesus from Bartholomew to um, the two Judases and so on and so forth to, to, to Andrew and so forth. Use a code. Codes are very good. Yeah? Codes are very good. It will help you to remember better. So that is as regards that. Yeah? Now, I want to talk about the next thing. The next thing I want to talk about is this. Um, parents, I want you to be careful about the kind of music that your children listen to and the kind of volumes that they listen to when they are listening to music because it affects the brain. When volume is measured in what we call decibels, decibels. When volume gets to over a hundred over 70 decibels between 70 and 120 uh, 70 and 120 the brain begins to slow down by 20 percent the brain begins to slow down by 20 percent volume is very important and i'll quote the bible for you the bible says in ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 17 it says the words of the wise are heard in quiet more than the cry of him that rules among fools." the words of the wise are heard in quiet more than the cry of him that rules among fools. So the Bible associates quietness with wisdom eh, and loudness being loud with foolishness. So some children may like to listen to a lot of loud music, loud or loud environments. Quietness is very, very important to enhancing your brain. So let me share this with you. Eh? Do you know that at night clubs, the volume is as high as 120 to 170 decibels at night clubs the music is very loud and guess what when the volume goes high alcohol consumption goes up i'll say it again when the music in clubs go high the volume of, of music in clubs go high alcohol consumption goes up that is people their brain begins to relax and they begin to take irrational decisions they begin to consume more alcohol which means there's a function between volume eh, and your rationality. There's a connection between volume and your rationality. 
connection between volume and your rationality. So let us pay attention to that, parents and children. Eh? Loud environments eh, may decrease your brain activity. It may decrease your brain activity. Okay, so that's it. So having said that, having said that, I will go into the next thing I want to talk about. Eh? And the next thing is the importance of the importance of fasting. Eh? The importance of fasting and what fasting does to brain activity. Uh, and let me start from the Bible. Let me start from the Bible. The Bible says that when we fast, our light shall break forth as the morning. Psalm 58, verse 6 to 8. Our light shall break forth as the morning. It is good for health. And I'll show you this. Parents, listen to this carefully. Children, listen to this carefully. When you are fasting, your digestive system is very relaxed. It's not doing anything. It allows blood to flow to your brain. Uh, it allows blood to flow to your brain. When you are fasting, you are not. Your digestive system is relaxed. And it allows blood to flow to your brain. Meanwhile, when you are eating, when you are eating, guess what? Eh? Your digestive system is, is digesting the food. So the blood that should flow to your brain is trapped in your digestive system. That's why the Bible links being addicted to food, to foolishness and lack of wisdom. The Bible says, Woe are you, O land, when your princes eat in the morning. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 16 and 17. 10 and 16. And, Woe are you, O land, when your princes eat in the morning. The Bible says that if your God is your belly, eh, your end will be your destruction. You will mind earthly things and your glory will be your shame. Philippians 3.19. Yes, Philippians 3.19, I guess. Yeah, Philippians 3, I, I think it's verse 9 or 19. I'm not sure. But either verse 9 or 19. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll get that. And I, I'll get back, get that sorted out. Okay, so that's it. Eh? Now, but I need to share something with you. I need to share something with you, parents and children. As body mass increases, brain size shrinks. As a person's body mass, as a person's body mass is increasing, the brain size is shrinking. So if you look at, if you scan the brain of an obese person, if you scan the brain of an obese person, you'll find out that their brains are very tiny because they are, as the body mass increases, the brain size shrinks. So I want to encourage us. Let's begin to let's begin to encourage our children. Let's begin to encourage our children to fast from a young age. Encourage your children to fast from a young age. To fast from a young age. Eh? Now, what fasting am I talking about? It doesn't have to be serious, rigorous fasting. We can start small. I always talk about starting small. Eh? Starting small. Eh? And I can show you how to make fasting become very, very easy. I'll show you how to make fasting to become very, very easy, simple. Eh? And I'll show you these secrets. Eh? The more you drink water, the less you require of food. The more water you drink, the less you require of food. And I'll share my testimony with you. Many years ago, I couldn't fast. I couldn't do without breakfast. Today, I fast every day by the grace of God. I fast every day, intermittent fasting. But how? The Holy Spirit taught me some, some, some principles. And the first thing he said to me was that, the more water you drink, the less food you require. So when I wake up in the morning, I take I take 1.5 liters of water every morning when I wake up. I drink 1.5 liters of water every morning when I wake up. Huh? So I, I, it makes me require less of food. It's very fasting is very good for your brain. Very, very good. Huh? Even if your scientists talk about it, everybody talks about it, it's very good. So drink a lot of water. Let's encourage our children to drink water in the morning. Let him drink about maybe half a liter of water, one liter of water, whatever. I drink 1.5 because I'm an adult, so good. Then in the afternoon, of course, I drink another 1.5 liters. In the evening, I drink another 1.5 liters. At night, I drink another 1.5. So every day, I drink like six liters of water every day. It's very good for your system. It keeps you hydrated. It's good for your health. You know, you don't fall sick because your, your system is cleansed regularly and all that. So it's very, very good. It's very, very good. Yeah. Now, so if, you, if your children begin to do this, you see that the more they require, they drink water, the less they require of food. That's the first thing. Eh? I, I want to encourage you, eh? as from now, let your children fast once, at least once a week. Let them start with that. Let them start fasting once a week. Then from there, after a while, they'll take it to twice a week and all that. Eh? Once a week. Now, the next thing is this. Eh? 
um, they can start with breaking at 12, then after that, they take it to 3 o'clock, then after a while, they can, after one year of fasting, they can take it to 6 o'clock and so on and so forth, but just make it intentional. Let it have a plan, just make it intentional. Let it take it intentional. Yes. I talk, spoke about the importance of, like I said, when I, I, I was sharing my testimony um, of how God helped me to fast, or how God taught me his principles on how I could begin to fast more and fast better. And the, thing, well, the second thing he said to me, I'll repeat the first one. The first one was he said, the more you drink water, the less you require food. Second. The second thing was this. He said that the more you eat spiritual food, the less you require of physical food. The more you eat spiritual food, the less you require of physical food. The more you eat spiritual food, the less you have physical food. And what did he say to me? He said, very simple, take the Holy Communion every day. Hmm? So I'm not, I'm just telling you what he shared with me. And if you, if you feel comfortable with it, you can do it. The Bible says we should do it as, take the Holy Communion as often as we do in remembrance of him. Okay. Now, I said that children, I even, I even encourage children to know as many as 20 verses on the Holy Communion. 20 verses of the Holy Communion and I was quoting them I said that the Bible says for example uh, I've received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you that the Lord Jesus Christ the same night in which was betrayed to bread uh, and after I gave thanks he said take it this is my body broken for you this do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me and after the same manner also he took the cup when he has stopped saying this is the New Testament in my blood this do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the lost dead till they come. Yeah? And so on and so forth. And then, remember what happened on the road to Emmaus. The Bible says, and it came to pass, Luke chapter 24, verse 30 and 31. As he sat at meat with them, he took bread and break it, yeah? and blessed and gave them. And the Bible says, and their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. So there are many communion scriptures. The Bible says, the cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? Hmm? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? Huh? The Bible says that they did eat, you know, so the Bible says they, 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 they did eat the same spiritual meat and drink the same spiritual drink. There are so many verses of the, of, on the Holy Communion. Eh? We, can, we can sort that out later and I can send to you. So that's it. Eh? So, and then the third thing the Lord said to me concerning how to make fasting easy. How to make fasting easy. Because, hello, parents, and you need to listen to me. Any child that cannot control his appetite for food, uh, anybody who cannot control their appetite for food will not be able to control their self. If you can't control your appetite for food, you cannot control your emotions. If you cannot control your emotions, you cannot control your destiny. I'll still take that one, one, one. I'll take it one more time. If you cannot control your appetite for food, you will never control your appetite for your emotions. I mean, you can't control your emotions. If you can't control your appetite for food, you will not be able to control your emotions. If you can't control your emotions, you cannot control your destiny. Your destiny will be controlled by somebody else, not you. So it's very important that we train our children to learn how to fast and say no to food. The Bible says, put a knife to your throat if you are a man given to appetite. Proverbs chapter 23. Put, put a knife to your throat if you are a man given to appetite. You must be able to control your appetite for food. And you can build it systematically by doing these things. The third thing that the Lord said to me, look at, let's talk about Esau. The Bible says that there should not be any amongst us, lest there be any fornicator or profane person such as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Esau, for one morsel of meat, he sold his birthright. 
Hebrews chapter 12, verse 16 and 17. So you must, if you can't control your appetite for food, you will never be able to control your emotions. And if you can't control your emotions, you won't be able to control your destiny. Okay, so let's go. The third thing the Lord said to me was that whenever you feel hungry, know that that hunger pang is not going to last forever. After a while, it will go. So don't think it like you will die. Jesus said, I'm, about, I'm, I'm at a point, I'm about to die. It's a lie. Human beings can survive without food for 40 days. It, can, it has been proven medically that human beings can survive without food for 40 days. When you feel hungry, don't feel as if you will die. No, the hunger pang will only last for a while. After Sometimes after 30 minutes, it will go. After one hour, it will go, depending on how well you have trained yourself to fast. But like I said, let's take it gradually and then we'll get to that point. Okay, so that's it as regards what I have to say today as regards um, how to make the most out of your brain. We've spoken about how to read. Uh, I've spoken about how you can enjoy reading, how you can read so so fast, how you can um, avoid distractions when reading and all that. We've spoken about the importance of volume fasting and pacing, but I want to talk about one final thing. I want to talk about one final thing, and that is this. What I'm going to talk about is this, um, how you can break bad habits. How you can break bad habits. Now, um, I call it the replacement theory. The replacement theory. Uh, and I want to show you how to. Number one, I said I had a habit of, I used to take six cans of carbonated soft drinks every day. Six cans of Maltina every day. Six cans every day. Today, I don't take any. So I want to show you how to break bad habits. Break bad habits. Uh, now, and that's this is simple. Hmm? When you bring in a new habit into your life, your energy to perform other habits has reduced. For example, if you, and I'll share this, like I said, I have, I, that, that was one, one, the fasting issue was one, and, I, and I'll share my testimony with you. Okay, so how did I start? I started, when I used to take six cans of malt every day, I started with just say, okay, I'll take one apple before six cans of malt. I'll take one apple first. One apple, one apple before six cans of malt. So I'll take an apple, then I'll take my six cans of malt. Then from going from one apple, I went to two apples. Two apples a day before my six cans of malt. Three apples, four apples, five apples. Before, after, and, and before you knew it, I wasn't taking any malt anymore. So what am I trying to say? There's a formula called the replacement theory. Mm? As you are bringing in good habits into your life, bad habits will reduce. As you are bringing in good habits, bad habits will reduce. As you are bringing in good habits, bad habits will reduce. As you are bringing in good habits, bad habits will reduce. Whenever you have any bad habit, don't be afraid. Don't let the bad habit discourage you. Don't let it throw you off balance. All you need to do is bring in, gradually bring in good habits into your life. As good habits are coming in, bad habits are going down. Why? Because energy is quantifiable. As you increase in something that is good, you will decrease in something that is bad. As you de increase in something that is good, you will decrease in something that is bad. As you increase in something that is good, as your good habits go up, your bad habits will go down. That's the way life is. Life abhors vacuum. As your good habits go up, your bad habits go down. As your good habits go up, your bad habits go down. As your good habits go up, your bad habits go down. As your good habits go up, your bad habits go down. So as I began to eat more of apples, eh, my consumption of maltina and sugar drinks began to go down. And I began to take in more, more, more apples, more apples. I began to take less maltina, less carbonated soft drink, less sugar, eh, until I was able to break that addiction. So as we try to build our brains and the brains of our children, very simple, let's take note of this. Let's take note of this. Just make sure that you are bringing in good habits. For example, now, as you, if you say you are going to start reading five minutes a day or 10 minutes a day or this and this and that, your bad habits are going to go down because you are bringing in a good habit. 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 Your good habits will even complement other good habits that you have and they will complement your bad habits. So I want to spell out the law for you again. As good habits go up, bad habits go down. As you bring in good habits into your life, bad habits go out. You bring in good habits, bad habits go out. Good habits go up, bad habits go down. As the good increases, the bad decreases. And that's how you gain total mastery and control over your life and your destiny. I wish you all the best. 
and at this point i would like to hear your comments your questions and if there's any other thing more you want me to say i would love to speak god bless you all All right, thank you so much, Coach Adekomi. Really appreciate. Coach Olubumi, can I hand over to you, please? Coach Olubumi will take the question answers and any other thing we might need to pass along. Coach Olubumi. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much, Coach Adekomi, and thank you, Coach uh, Tony, as well. Um, it's been a very interesting, interesting uh, training today, and I'm grateful to everyone who has uh, shown up for this. I believe that our children, our neighbors' children, our nieces and nephews, everyone who is a child around us, is going to be the better for this experience. So please let's take questions. Uh, if you've got questions, please type them up in the chat room. And then uh, I'll just monitor the chat room for us to, um, well, share share each person's questions with with everyone else. Um, questions, questions. Let's just see. Or if you have comments, it may not be questions, but maybe comments. Something you'd like to clarify. Something you'd like to. Um, learn more about observations that you've made since this journey started and you'd like to draw our attention to this is the time to share with us we'll finish this up on the dot of 10 a.m so um let, let's just bear that in mind we have about eight minutes to go oh yeah i see one question here please i missed how we can read very well parts how can i read well Coach Adekomi, that's all. Okay. So what I would say is this. We spoke about a lot of things. We spoke about writing as you read, recalling as you read, reciting as you read. We spoke about pacing. Pacing that allows you to read 20, 250 words per minute. And um, so I think you should get the, the, um, the voice recording. The voice recording. That, that would do a lot. That would do a lot. That would do a lot. And then um, we spoke about chunking as you read. That you should read in chunks. A lot of people try to read one hour at a stretch. No. You can read for 10 minutes, writing as you read. Then in the next 10 minutes, try to recall as you read. In the next 10 minutes, try to recite as you read. Especially when you are recalling. Recalling eh, makes your reading interesting. Once you know that you are, you are, you are able to assimilate what you're reading. Hmm? Once you know that you are able to assimilate what you're reading. Then it becomes more interesting. So write a little, recall a little. Read a little, recall a little. Okay, you need the scripture regarding appetite. Very good, very good. Proverbs 23, verse 1 to 2. Let me quote it. Let me quote it now. Let me quote it now. Very good. Yeah. It says, My son, when thou sittest to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before thee, and put a knife to thy throat, if thou be a man given to appetite. Yeah. Be not desirous of his dainties, for there is sinful meat. Labor not to be received from thine own wisdom. Without set thine eyes upon that which is not. Behold, riches make themselves wings and fly away as an eagle toward heaven. Okay, so Proverbs chapter 23, verse 1 to 3. Eh? Proverbs 23, 1 to 3. And then we quoted another one from Philippians. Don't forget. And I can, we can even send you more, 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 more passages that show about that. But let's, let's move on. Somebody asked a question and said that, can you recommend books that our children should read? Very good. I, I spoke about a particular website called Productivity Game. Productivity Game. It has a lot of books that would be good. Uh, I am as long as your once your children are ten, 10 and above, they should be able to understand the meanings behind those books. They are very good books. Um, so, Productivity Game has a lot of those books. Even Coach Tony spoke about some of those books. From Good to Great, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, um, The Compound Effect, um, Atomic Habits, um, um, with The Willpower Instinct um, by Kelly McGonigal, um, Thinking Fast and Thinking Slow by Daniel Kahneman, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, Richest Man in Babylon by George Carlson, 
um, so many, there are so many good books on productivity game, but productivity game is the place where you find a lot of great books. Um, you also have books like, I mean, other, other um, YouTube channels like Fight Mediocrity. Fight, Fight Mediocrity is a very good channel that, that has a lot of, it has a good repository of books as well. And then of course, let's not forget Christian books. Uh, I recommend that all our children read all the books by Kenneth Hagin. I recommend that our children should read all the books by Kenneth Hagin. Believers Authority, um, Plans, Purposes and Pursuits, I believe in Visions, Midas Touch, Exceedingly Growing Faith, Following God's Plan for Your Life. Um, um, oh, you know, all those good books by Kenneth Hagin, Triumphant Church, um, The Spirit Upon and the Spirit Within, the Understanding the Anointing and all that. Then apart from that, you can also read books by other great authors like Miles Monroe, like Benny Hinn, Good Morning Holy Spirit is a great book. Welcome Holy Spirit. The Anointing is a great book. Um, those books by Benny Hinn are a great book. He Touched Me. His autobiography is a great book. Read books by Pastor Deboe, Bishop Oedebo. They're great books. Great books. So we can just do that. So balance it. Christian books as well. They should read Christian books, but they should also read... They should also read... Um, other books. But let me show you something. Yeah? Now, parents, listen to me. Parents, I want you to listen to me, parents. All of you. Parents, look at this. This is Time Magazine. Time Magazine. Eh? Time Magazine. Time Magazine. Time Magazine. Time Magazine. Eh? And I can see another Time Magazine. Eh? I recommend that you, our children read a lot of international news magazines. It will, it will, it will help their brains. Parents, start buying Time Magazine every week for your children. Let them understand. See, they, they should stop reading Cartoon Network and all, all this cheap, you know, there's what we call highbrow literature and high and lowbrow literature. If they read magazines like Time Magazine, it will sharpen their intelligence. It will make them grow intellectually very fast. Huh? Look at. Let me show you now. Let me show you this parents. Huh? This is Fortune Magazine. Huh? Fortune. Fortune Magazine. Huh? Fortune magazine. Fortune magazine. Eh? I'm going to I'm going to show you. I'm going to send a picture. Eh? Fortune magazine. Fortune seed. Eh? And this one is just small. Though, fortune. Eh? If they start reading, you see, if, if children start reading at this age, beloved eh, parents, you won't. You, what your child, child will become in five years eh, will, will, will outstand you. It will outstand you. Your child will become eh, an intellectual powerhouse in five years. Let them start by reading one paragraph a day in it's Fortune magazine. Uh, Fortune magazine. In fact, when next parents make sure you buy, buy. Don't buy, don't do the online one. Buy the one that they can they can read. They can read hand. Eh? And let them so that they can know a little bit about technology, a little bit about government, a little bit about economy, finance, energy, you know, and things like that. So it will build them at this age eh? it will build their vocabulary they will know how to use big words or small words or they will know how to speak boldly and intelligently you know these are things that you can also do as well eh? the bible says in proverbs 23 23 by the truth see mr Akman is back i will show mr Akman that your children should be buying i mean you should buy magazines for your children yeah bless you i'll show them fortune magazine how i how they should buy a lot of time magazine and fortune magazine a lot of magazine international news magazines that will, will, will show them you see the quality of books you read and the quality of people that you study determines the quality of your thinking time magazine time magazine time magazine uh, the quality of yes okay yeah, Forbes also. Do I recommend Forbes? Of course, Forbes is an excellent magazine also. Forbes, yes. Even Newsweek and Economist, any of those ones. Newsweek and Economist. Okay, thank you so much, uh, Coach Adekomi. It's 9.59. Uh, let's see whether I can finish all the announcements in... Ah, it's 10, 10 a.m. already. <laughs> okay, let's just uh, try. So thank you all for coming. Uh, we've had three classes so far. We have shared the recording for one of the classes. The class that we had on Monday, we haven't shared the recording yet, but we will. So please be patient with us. We'll share that one and this one as well. Um, in the WhatsApp group, we have had a number of parents, you know, give us updates about what they're doing with the children. We take 
monitoring and evaluation very seriously at Kids Inspiring. We don't want to simply talk and then there's no improvement in the lives of the children or in the lives of the parents who are leading these children. And so that's why we'll keep encouraging. Uh, please um, don't only listen, right? Um, blessed are the doers of the, blessed are the doers, not just the listeners, right? So please let's let's take um, acting on the things that we have learned more seriously. There, are, there are things to aspire to, right? Like we shared in the group, there are other groups also within Kids Inspiring that you would want to belong to, that you would want your children to be invited into as well. So please uh, don't think that. Don't get comfortable in the water group that you are in right now. There's a lot more that goes on at Kids Inspiring and would want to admit you into those spaces, except we can't do so except we can't do so except we see that commitment from you, right? So please take it seriously. If you don't have children yet, find a child around you to adopt. Let that be your assignment, right? Let that be your project. Find a child around you to adopt for the purpose of teaching them the word of God for the purpose of um, guiding them into becoming geniuses. Um, okay, we also talk about uh, inviting other people. In your conversations, you see people whose hearts are burning for the word of God, people who want to teach their children the word of God. Please be the channel through which they connect to kids inspiring where they'll get all the help that they need. We've had Coach Inspiration teach us in the last three classes. Um, this is the part where we tell you that this is the last class you will take this season. This season. This is the last class that Coach Inspiration will take this season. Going forward, we're going to have um, question and answer sessions on Saturdays. So we'll, we'll still have Coach Inspiration would still be, he may still be on the call, but he wouldn't be taking a class. We'll have other parents, other, um, well, maybe parent professionals now professional other professionals who are keen on building parents who are keen on helping equipping parents such that they can help their children we're going to bring other people on but going forward uh, except in another season <laughs> you wouldn't have good inspiration on the on the call so if you have questions right now we can't take them on this zoom call anymore we'll just have to take them in the whatsapp so please feel free to place in the WhatsApp group any questions that you have. If you encounter any challenges, that's a good support group for you to ask your questions. Uh, we had made a call last week, or was it during the week, for a responsibility officer amongst the parents. We want one of you to you know, build the community. It's just an opportunity for you to be the one to get more people in, to, ensure, to just encourage people along. We're going to uh maybe call again i think during this week yeah during this week we should be able to finalize on who the responsibility officer will be so for example you notice that coach tony was putting in a lot of summaries as coach adekomi was speaking but tony was typing up the summaries the thing is once we step out of zoom then all those summaries disappear so we need to have one of the parents who is going to volunteer to share their notes in the whatsapp group for the benefit of people, of parents who either do not have access to Zoom or who are just not able to, to join any of the classes. It will be good to have you summarize the lessons for them and place it in the WhatsApp group. So um, please feel free to share your notes even after now, pending when the recording will be available. Uh, I guess that's it. Let's, let me just look through the chat room and see whether we have any other major announcements um, okay so join the chat room yeah we're good thank you all again and we'll continue the conversation in the chat room next meeting will be on saturday next week we wouldn't have any during this week like we had during the past week so next meeting will be on saturday same time 9 a.m gmt plus one Thank you all so much. Uh, let's see. Who is going to take the closing prayer for us? Do we have a child who wants to end this session for us? Any volunteers? Any child volunteer?
Okay, do I see you waving your hand? Just take yourself up, off mute and say the closing prayer for us. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you, brother, to do what you ask us to do in the night's name of Sarah. Amen. Father, thank you that as we are closing our Father, grant us the understanding to what you are giving us today in the night's name of Jesus. Amen. We shall come against us in the night's name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. What's your name, ma'am? Jessica. Your name is Jessica. Jessica. Oh, it was the one that did yesterday. Jessica, you sent a video yesterday, right? Oh, you didn't. Okay. Thank you so much. Everybody, bye-bye. See you on the WhatsApp group. Next yeah. Thank you, everybody. Everybody can say thank you to Coaches Brooklyn. Just yeah, we want to say everything this can see. Thank you so much, you holy coaches. God bless you. Please feel free to exit the group as soon as you have uh, done your sign-ups. All right? Thank you. organization with a sole aim to raise children as God. Our founding scripture is Daniel 117. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. Our vision is to raise children as God, children in whom is the spirit of the only living God. Our mission would help raise children who would walk with the Holy Spirit to the works of Christ and execute the will of the Father as God on earth. So if you think your child is one to benefit from this, we take them from age six, seven, and you're ready to apply depression, please feel free to join us on Instagram at Kit Inspiring TV, at Kit Inspiring, or on Facebook at Kit Inspiring Global. Thank you. Mm-hmm.